All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. Uh, we got some pretty neat stuff in the news today. Nothing super crazy, but um, better than if it was super boring too, right? So let's just start it off with this. In Los Angeles, apparently, it was reported this morning as of, I think, like half an hour ago, something like that, as of the time of this recording, that people who are allegedly dying of covid particularly the elderly, but have no chance of survival or have little chance of survival. Hospitals, nurses, and doctors in Los Angeles are turning them down because they're just overflowed with uh, with patients. Now, I don't mean to disrespect the dead and things like this or people that are on their deathbed, but at the same time, we got to look at all the angles here. And the reason why I say that is because I don't want to jump right to questioning it or implying some type of conspiratorial implication. But at the same time, let's take a look, for example, at when a handful of months ago, states all over the country, particularly Democratic states, were saying that hospitals were full and were being overflowed. Now, allegedly, there's some type of program going on where if hospitals check off the fact that they have a COVID patient or a COVID death, they receive more funding. That has yet to be proven, but that is also yet to be di disproven as well. So that's pretty hard to say, but I understand the controversy behind this. Now, on one extreme end, people are saying, okay, well, they just want the, many people to die for population control. And I understand that perspective. But on the other end as well, there are people saying, well, like, no, listen, I have family members in certain hospitals in LA. It's really bad and this and that. So honestly, guys, it comes down to how much you can see in person because if, unless like... Unless you see it in person, we can only take the word of the of the media so much. I mean, we know how often they've lied over and over and over again. And I'm not I'm not saying they're lying here, but I'm also saying we have to be vigilant too. And I'm very serious about that because it's tough. You look at what LA's already been doing with the strict lockdowns. If they've had such strict lockdowns where they can't even go for walks, how is it that the, the cases are still rising and rising? Now, maybe it could be argued this was a residue effect from previous weeks before the lockdown. But still, I mean, this is probably one of the most extreme lockdowns, not just in the country, but in the world, right? So I think it's very hard to say. But anyways, the next thing is that Washington, D.C. announced, the state announced that no guns will be allowed at the pro-Trump rally on January 26th. So let me just fill you guys in quickly. For those who don't know, there's going to be the certification of the Electoral College tomorrow. Vice President Mike Pence has to certify it in Congress. I believe that's how the process works. And... Um, a handful of Republicans, I think 11 or 12, have rejected certifying it, and they want to, I guess, petition uh, this this outcome, or uh, I don't know uh, what the word is, but anyways, they want to reject the results and call for some type of investigation. Some of them are implying they want to do the whole military martial law thing with uh, where the military does the election, then a, re a recount is done, as have Lynn Wood and Michael Flynn suggested. It's very controversial, so I can see why they don't want guns being there. With that being said, it's almost impossible to have guns in Washington, D.C. to begin with just because that's where a lot of politicians stay and things like that. And it's ironic how a lot of politicians encourage the Second Amendment, but at the same time, they don't back it up. And some of them do. Some of them live by the things that they actually say. So, again, it, it is the state of Washington, D.C. It's not the end of the world, but whatever. We'll see what happens, right? Apparently, a million plus people are going to show up, including Alex Jones and those guys, but we'll... We'll see what happens. I imagine there will be a big turnout, but, you know, we'll see. Now, the next thing is that the phone call from Brad Raffes Raffensperger and Trump, after examining it over and over again, 
I found it a little bit iffy because they didn't answer Trump's questions as to why a few dead people voted and why their answer to Trump was, well, okay, these dead people, we don't have an answer for that or I don't have the documents in front of me. And then Trump also said, well, what about the two or three actual cases of confirmed voter fraud? What happened to that? And then also he, Trump also asked about um, certain people voting that did not belong to the state of Georgia. And what ended up happening was they said, well, these people moved back to their home states or where they were before. They just moved, but they're still residents of Georgia, so they could still vote. Look, I'm not saying there's enough fraud to change the results of the election. However, in theory, if we look at it from a completely unbiased standpoint, even finding one fraudulent vote based on just traditional investigative principles, would that not be cause, a probable cause for an investigation? I'm not saying that those two fraudulent votes throw out the rest of the votes, but I'm just saying... Shouldn't an, an investigation be made? So I can understand why certain Republicans are like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and those guys are rejecting the uh, the certification tomorrow or refuse to to accept it or whatever the case is. Right now, we'll see if Mike Pence pulls some magic move and does not certify, because if he doesn't, it'll certainly cause a ruckus in the political uh, disruption of things or the ripple of it. It'll certainly cause some type of massive wave in it, if you will. Right now, the next thing is that. Let's take a look here. Boris Johnson announced a continuation for those already in lockdown, but also a continuation of the full lockdown throughout all of the um, throughout all of England into at the very least, he said mid February. Now, I think it's going to go past that. I have some friends in the UK at the moment who are having trouble um, flying to and from Canada to England, or to and from America to England, or anywhere else in the world actually, and so. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit iffy to see what's going on, but again, the, apparently the the stronger strains are there and things like this. So I, I don't, if I'm not there myself, I don't want to make specific comments about something that I haven't experienced personally. Because again, we know the media lies. They they tell the full on truth when it fits their narrative, and then they flip it or they they push a certain narrative with carefully selective words when it doesn't. Right. So again, the next thing is that. They allegedly found the stronger strain, not just in Colorado, but in New York as well. <sighs> Look, it's not going to really change anything. People are, are, are tired, and it, I know what the argument might be, well, Dave, it doesn't matter if people are tired or not. They have to protect themselves, and it's like, listen, there's a lot of suspicious things going on with the, with the vaccine, with the stories of certain people having COVID, and I think that assuming, like if we assume for, assume for one second that COVID is real, what we have to do is we have to take a step back and say, okay, the people who are lying about it saying it's fake are giving it a bad name or vice versa the other way around too. Again, it depends where you get your news from, which is why I always recommend and I always do myself. I go from far left websites to far right sites to allegedly or self-proclaimed center left, center right websites. I don't think there's ever a site that can go center straight down the middle. But again, you go from one outlet to another and you're going to see the same story manipulated a few different times over. Now, yes, the outlets have caught on, which means that they've had to kind of come together. And I don't want to use the word conspire, but have come to some kind of agreement saying, okay, these are the, the set of words we're going to push the narrative by, right? So without that type of collective tribalism pushing that agenda, it's almost like they're they can't do anything in unison or synchronization, which would mess up the whole performance and the whole, I guess, uh, I guess we could say muscle of the mainstream media, which they, which the higher ups would not want. Right. So the next thing is that the leader of the proud boys was arrested last night in Washington, DC on charges of destruction of property. 
seems like they're doing anything to get at him. And I'm not trying to defend him, but at the same time, I'm not trying to attack him. Because we have to understand the Proud Boys, there are certain factions of the Proud Boys that are violent, absolutely. There are also certain factions of Antifa and Black Lives Matter that are violent as well. Now, what's ironic is that the leader of the Proud Boys, if I'm not mistaken, is a Puerto Rican. Which is interesting because the Proud Boys have been labeled by the mainstream media to be this like super far-right Nazi white supremacist group. Now, don't get me wrong. Are there certain people like that within these factions? Absolutely. Just like there's certain people that are super socialist on the other side, on the far left side as well, right? And this is what happens. This is what happens when you have division. So I think that ultimately what, what we're looking at here is pure division because... Again, before, like, the way I see it is this. When we sit back and we watch the news or we listen to the radio or how or we read an article, the whole point is to derive emotion in order to formulate an opinion, an emotional opinion. Because when you control the emotions of someone, you can control the way in which they feel, therefore the way in which they think. Because humans are very imperfect in the sense that they're emotional and so that can work to our advantage but also greatly to our disadvantage and so when we look at that we have to say okay regardless of my views or our views on the far right or the far left it's divisiveness it's tribalism and that's not the way to go now that doesn't mean that we should all get together and sing kumbaya by the fire <laughs> but at the same time i think that there needs to be like anything in life a balance without balance it's extremism one way or the other is way too much right so again it seems like on a very subliminal level if we want to call it or a very covert level the proud boys are being targeted far more than that of antifa and black lives matter and the argument is well okay the proud boys are more of a top-down structure kind of like an organized crime group as they're implying whereas antifa and black lives matter are more loosely organized cells some of them are very peaceful others are very violent but again it depends on the way that the mainstream media pushes this narrative and Twitter plays a big part in that because of what's trending around the world and things like this within political uh, discourses. And it's interesting because I've seen cases before Twitter attempting to remove certain hashtags that favored the right or the, the, the far right. Um, whereas when hashtags for the far left were up, they let them go all day. They let them go all day. So it... You know, it's it's hard for me to say there is clearly a bias. I mean, it's, it's pretty much been openly admitted that the tech giants within Silicon Valley have said, yes, do people in San Francisco and California tend to lean liberal? Yeah, probably. And it's like they said, yeah, probably in my head. I'm going really probably. Of course they do. Come on. I'm not saying they have to lean right, but understand what's going on here. Like, for example, I do have to give credit to. And I, I'm not a fan of him at all, but Mark Zuckerberg, when he said he was very careful to remove certain things on Facebook because he didn't want to upset conservatives, I appreciate that because no other tech company in California probably would have said that, or no other major one would have said that at least, right? And these companies, by the way, all of their headquarters are like in the exact same town, in the exact same region. So these people, they communicate with each other, they, they know each other and everything. They have databases. Excuse me. They have databases and queues where they share things amongst one another, not just for terrorist uh, for terrorist threats or acts of violence, but they share data amongst one another that people don't really talk about. But again, these guys all work together. So keep keep that in mind. Right. The next thing is that the six hundred dollar stimulus checks are finally on their way in the United States. My God it was about time. I mean, I'm not trying to have a very strong stance on this, but at the end of the day, look that. Uh, the, the who doesn't want free money? Doesn't matter what political view you take, right? Who wouldn't take that? And so the fact that it took this long, I think, is uh, 
It's a shame, and both sides are saying this. It just comes down to both sides saying, well, they're pointing the finger at each other. No, it was Pelosi. Pelosi goes, no, it was Trump, da-da-da. Look, when both sides are admitting it, I mean, clearly the same objective is, is the end game here, right? So it's not like they have a, a difference on how they want to do it. I mean, I don't know. It was just a disaster of a negotiation. Pelosi didn't want the $2,000 checks before the election. Then after the election, she wanted it, and then tr and she didn't, then Trump did, and then... Anyways, look, I could be totally wrong, but I'm just trying to report it in an unbiased way, and it seems like both sides were bickering, so... Now, the next thing is that the National Guard was also deployed in D.C. for today's and tomorrow's events, like I was talking about earlier. Look, I mean, I guess they're taking precautions, but at the end of the day, they're presuming that people are going to get violent. I mean, wherever you go in large crowds of people, it gets violent. So, I mean, I don't know why they're singling out and they're trying to imply through the mainstream media narrative that, you know, Trump bad or Trump's people bad. No. No, it's not. Like, it, just because they show up with guns, it, I mean, they're practicing their Second Amendment right, but again, you can't even have them at these rallies now, according to this this temporary uh, ban just for today and tomorrow. But look, I mean, it's hard to say, right? It, it's so hard. It's ironic how the National Guard and the military and the Secret Service can have guns, no problem. And again, of course, that's for the protection of the politicians. But then, a certain person in Washington, D.C. wants to bring a gun to exercise the Second Amendment right, and uh, and he can't? I don't know. I think... Excuse me, I think that um, I think that's that's in many ways unconstitutional, whether or not you agree with the Second Amendment. At the end of the day, it is an amendment. It's got to be respected, right? It, it is an amendment. If you don't like it, I mean, the, the Constitution might be the only thing stopping a lot of people from taking a lot of a lot of negative people taking a lot of power. Because at the end of the day, when we look at this, what we have to say is, okay, this Constitution is the only reason why I can carry my gun around and protect myself and things like this. Other people will argue it differently. I think I'm I personally I'm I have to say I'm in favor of the Second Amendment. So again, it's um it's it's a touchy subject. But anyways, so Jack Ma, the Chinese billionaire who criticized the the China's uh, CCP, hasn't been seen in weeks. Now some speculate he's in hiding while his whole remarks calm down. Others speculate maybe worse. He's been killed or something like this. Now. His net worth has dropped by about 10 or $11 billion just in the last few months alone. Uh, clearly, it's because of the comments he made. You could see China pulling their political and economic strings in order to influence this. Look, it's the way it works. It's the way the world works. China, Russia, even the CIA in some cases. Let's not sugarcoat it here, guys. If they say things you don't like and they really don't want it getting out, you're gone. Or maybe not dead, but you're put in hiding or you're threatened to stay quiet. Who knows? It depends on the situation. So to me, it's as simple as that. It, everyone's saying like, oh, look, it's so bad what China's doing. It is bad what China's doing. But what, Russia doesn't do it? The U.S. doesn't do it? Israel doesn't do it? I mean, come on, right? So, anyways, I could be oversimplifying that, by the way, too. So I don't mean to oversimplify, but regardless. Global vaccination efforts are rolling out much slower than hoped and planned by many countries around the world. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> There's a lot of questioning behind it. People don't want to take the damn thing. So I don't see what the problem is here. The way I see it is this. If people want to take it, they take it. If they don't want to take it, they don't have to. But don't start saying, oh, if you want to get on a plane, you got to have not just a test coming back negative, but you got to have the vaccine. You got to have your vaccine card. Look... I, without getting too conspiratorial, there's the whole thing of, you know, this card is another way to track you, and even the vaccine itself is another way to track you. I wouldn't rule it out. Who knows what the hell was put in there at the top levels of these institutional manufacturing companies when things were being made, what was slipped in there? Because I don't believe that a, a, 
a secret like this would be big enough to keep quiet in terms of like so many people knowing within the, in the WHO or the CDC or the FDA or what have you. I don't think anybody those I don't think anyone knows. I don't think someone even like Fauci knows. I think honestly, if there were anything anything to be put into the vaccine, and I got to be careful what I say here because of YouTube, but if there were anything to be put in it. It would have been done at the very highest level during probably the beta stages or the final testing phases, and it would have been slipped in there. So then when it was duplicated for mass production, that would have been rolled out in that way, right? So again, very hard to say. Now, the next thing is that, or the final thing, sorry, is that the CCP, Prime Minister Xi Jinping, said that his shold, uh, soldiers, not shoulders, his soldiers should be ready for war at any moment. Now, Again, it sounds like he's speaking of traditional warfare. I don't think he's talking about asymmetrical warfare, especially when he makes a speech to uh, soldiers that are not, you know, undercover agents or anything like this. I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of how much the White House is in a bit of a, some would argue a mess, others wouldn't. But whatever's going on right now, what we do have to understand is that the CIA's got their eye on things and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, before you say, Dave, oh, you trust the CIA? I don't. But at the same time, let's be honest, they're keeping us safe, whether or not it's for our benefit or for some secret agenda. They're keeping us safe for now. And I say that carefully. Like I said, I say for now. So that's it for today. Unless there's something that's come up on the news as I'm speaking about this, I think I've covered most of the major things that have been going on. I know there were some, I believe, peace talks in Saudi Arabia and things like that in the UAE, United Arab Emirates, which is good as well. Al Jazeera reported that. But um, yeah, if uh, if you guys don't end up watching today's episode, the regularly scheduled one, we will see you guys tomorrow. So thank you so much. And thank you for listening and getting your news from uh, from here. So take care.